What's up, guys? Welcome back to Have I Not Suffered Enough, the podcast about life and strife. Tune in every Tuesday for your favorite strifers, Delia and Lily. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to Have I Not Suffered Enough, the podcast about everything and anything. But mainly suffering. And, You're never going to get yes, away from that. I was going to get it. No, 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 no. It. You were moving on. I was going to say it softly. I was fully going to say it like... Well, softly is not good enough. Um, <laughs> um so yes guys i know we've been mia for tops just for tops but a lot has happened i had you know butt surgery <laughs> i had a bum lift breast lift we wish <laughs> we absolutely um, wish i had the whole shebang and you know now i'm back looking flies at ball yeah no i do wish um i'm 100 here for surgery like i just want to turn up one day and just yeah there's nothing wrong with it. ready made <laughs> that's 100 like I don't even want to go to the gym. I just want to turn up and be like, yeah, yeah, looking all snatched. And then I start taking pictures in gym clothes. Like that's what I did. <laughs> selling. That's what people do. Selling flat stomach flattening teeth. Yes, that's the scam. What's they call it? Teeth, t- t- tummy, tummy, what? Whatever it's called. Flat tummy teeth. Selling that's that it. one. Tummy teeth. Yeah. Yeah, man. Of course. And then saying it's natural remedies and mm-hmm, genetics. Mm-hmm. Some and mushroom from the hill of trinidad or something i don't know yeah man saying i'm gonna say straight from cameroon don't One don't drag there. my people into this <laughs> don't make my people are part of your life <laughs> but no a lot has happened my girls were sick and then work and then life um so but we are back yes. um in live and living color the last thing we were going to talk about was um was megan markle i think that's yeah. what we said we we're going to discuss and we'll go through it briefly. Nothing too extra because it's like old news at this point. And also, I didn't um, actually watch the the interview, so girl, I still, nobody. I don't. I didn't. I still only know. I don't think you need to watch media. it. Do you know? Literally, is the only. Do you know what's funny? Is the only thing I have. What's what? been more interesting to me than watching mm-hmm. the interview has been like the response to the interview. Watching the royal family PR machine kind of go into overdrive, trying to oh my days, fix the issues. Yes. and you're like, I think <laughs> people are like, you, so you know the comment um, about you know how dark is the baby's skin gonna be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are suggesting that a, a particular person is outing themselves as mm-hmm. having been the person who by, said that by posting pictures of them with black people by just being very in front of the camera <laughs> all the time facetiming people's dads and all that kind of stuff so you're just like it was you in it it was you it was you. sir if you had simply relaxed we would have all assumed it was we wouldn't we would have just assumed literally somebody older and more likely to be or at least more stereotypically literally stereotypically likely to be racist instead you're out here tap dancing for the cameras when no one was you're out here outing yourself outing yourself so to me that's been the most hilarious thing but also like i don't know how much it's (laughs) a surprise (laughs) it's like i'm not surprised you know what you know who was surprised i think americans were very much surprised because they think because people here drink tea that the racism isn't real so surprised it was it was almost hilarious the way they were surprised. They were like astonishingly yeah. I was surprised. Like, we're also suffering, you guys. Like, oh my days! How could you ask that? And I was just like, who do you think created colonization? Like who? who yeah, where who do, do you think, think they got the tea that you're so 
(laughs) you're so willing to associate them with it doesn't grow here it was just literally i was just like guys you you do know if you know the history you know that all the white people there definitely came the racism you guys have came from here (laughs) just pop out of the earth (laughs) exactly it didn't grow from a tree it It came from here it, it and the thing is england has a history is um which is why gina gina um yashari yashari mm-hmm. i'm terrible is something she said in one of the interviews she's one of the women that i want to highlight today because we're still in um women's history month women's history month or women's day or whatever women's month whatever you want to call it um but this is just about women it's women's month here even if it's nowhere yeah else. we don't care we're just gonna do what we want to do um and one of the th- things she pointed out is um british history britain has always just kind of what's the word i'm looking for i, mean, I ain't even trying to pretty up they've always dashed their rubbish at other people oh absolutely so even their prisoners went to australia absolutely and their slaves went to the caribbean and the americas they've very much protected or insulated themselves as a country more or less history history wise it's up until well, like windrush and stuff like that that they started actually showing their true colors but even then we don't have our news isn't like american news america just put all their business out there for everyone to see british news isn't like that yeah, I th- yeah, I th- I think it's it's less so much that we're recently seeing their true colours as much as it is now that we have access to each other a lot more. That is true. That is true. 100%. Um, as much as social media is hell and the devil's playground, um, it's useful in that we can see. Because I, I was seeing recently a video of apparently police officers coming to someone's door saying, and, you know, this video might turn out to be a hoax or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. being able to see that video shared from somebody else saying these police officers turn up to somebody's door and we're like you're inciting hatred against the police and and we've come to it's just like okay cool that's creepy and scary um being able to have contact with people directly and hear people's stories directly means that we're mm-hmm. kind of bypassing yeah. the yeah. media institutions in this country which serve the rich and powerful and wealthy more than they do the Listen, common people um 100%. because like <laughs> this country has been garbage about race um and women forever and it's just i know forever and i just think um what one of the things that the interview highlighted was really and truly one how creepy the royal family is not in terms of well actually they are creepy like that as well but in terms of an institution the way the royal family was to refer to as the firm the firm you know i don't even like that firm I, I don't. I was like, because this is clearly an episode of Blacklist. Did you not get Blacklist vibes? <laughs> Did you not get Blacklist vibes? The reason I don't even like that is because, to me, to some degree, it, it kind of. Um, how do I want to say it? It it kind of movieizes it. There's a smart person mm-hmm. somewhere who's cringing because I'm sure there's a word for what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> it, it it turns it into this grand story, where it's just like. Okay, so the royal family, if you go to school in Britain, we learn mm-hmm. the history of this incredibly dysfunctional family for like the past thousand years. Did you go to school in this country? Yes. Don't, primary don't school. Did you go to primary school here? Yeah, I went to primary school. Oh, I thought you came here from like when you were 15 and then I said I came back. when I was eight. 
So you didn't. When does primary school finish? We're not gonna argue about this. Um, but primary school finishes at <laughs> ten. You start secondary school at eleven. I know, I know. You're so mean. But um, when I was in primary school, mm. um, and I'm not we learn about Egyptian that history. much older than you. But we did a lot of British history, and we were talking about these this people's family, and Queen Victoria did Green this, Egypt. and you learn about king henry the whatever who killed six of his wives and you're just like oh well yeah we did here's that. a fun Something rhyme ma- yeah about a man who killed six of his wives for <laughs> no reason <laughs> but do you see so what true. i mean it's kind of like here's that's a serial true. killer and, stuff, yeah, and he ruled the true. country and we all have to go that's cool so when when people start doing these things like giving them these cutesy or intriguing nicknames i'm like you're just talking about racist old people that and they're true. slightly that more politely racist children yeah i'm not even somebody who's hardcore abolished the monarchy i don't really care i don't know that i, I think care. britain can handle or deserves or would be better off with a different kind of <laughs> head of it state doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. and they're voting in fascism hand over foot so i don't think that they care but to me, I'm just like I hate I hate that the firm thing. It's like no, it's just your racist yeah, grandma of blacklist. who happens episode to have a PR blacklist. machine behind her. Like episode of blacklist. The only that's thing that's special one. about the queen is that she can maybe, allegedly, hypothetically, decide that she wants to kill people and it's probably fine. But but aside from that, she's Listen, just an old lady. I just think, honestly, when I saw the interview, I was like, they were gonna kill you, and you decided to do this interview. So if we know if something happens. Even if they were, we're go e- <laughs> the day that we're talking about is literally anybody, because this entire country is crazy, and the vitriol that was going at that woman, even if it wasn't an inside job, somebody would have lost their mind and done something. That's true. It's good that they left just because it's like it's not worth it. Like, <laughs> there's a literal paedophile who they have circled the wagon. Literally. Around. People were just like, raw, look how they just... FBI is still on the East Coast just waiting to catch the plane. Waiting for him to cross. To come descend to be like, hi, they just how's need it him going? To, they just need him to come out of British airspace. And the queen said, That's no, what they not, need. Not, <laughs> not today, unfortunately. So I'm just... I, I don't know. It's very stupid. It, it is stupid. But I did love what, um, what Gina said. She was just like... What she highlighted was just the fact that England consistently always just dash their rubbish at other people and then say oh no i'm just so perfect what oh my days how could you we yeah. don't do those things that is so terrible yeah like, no you've always done that yeah like you've always done it like you always... literally took your prisoners and sent them to australia because clearly you didn't want them no more and then you took your slaves and your slave owners and and took them somewhere else and then you benefited from it your, you built your whole country, your economy on it. And then now you're turning around going, oh no, this is terrible. Yeah. To me, it reminds me of the um, Industrial Revolution where all the countries um, used, obviously, coal and all of that stuff that destroyed the ozone, the ozone layer and the earth to start, you know, this big boom in technology and all of that stuff. And then as soon as the third world countries started doing it, oh my days, no, you can't do that anymore. No. But it's, don't do that. It, to me, it's to me the, no. the don't do that isn't even the issue. To me, no. From yeah, continue. No, the, the don't do that isn't even the issue because realistically, we shouldn't be doing what what they did. It's not about the not doing it. It's the like. So sorry, what is the issue for you? So it's not the don't do it. It's not the what don't the do it because I don't think we should. I don't think we should mm-hmm. disrespect the earth the way that these 
countries who we're referring to who have disrespected the earth. But to me, it's the fact that they're continuing to do it and then making a pretense as if they haven't. So when we're talking about, oh, let's get rid of plastic straws and you're like, great. So the straws that you've brought in in order for them, I think this was what happened with McDonald's. They changed Mm -hmm. to paper straws but the paper straws were non-recyclable because of the way they had to produce them so they could be used. <laughs> so so it was just like, great. So now we're just, we just have Cream. non-recyclable plastic paper straws. Like what, what's the benefit? Why, why would we do but that? all we're doing, we've convinced yeah. ourselves that like consumer action is good. No, BP is still pouring oil into the sea. Literally. Like, <laughs> what are you talking Literally. about? And I think that is the thing for me is where, when I, when we look at everything that these countries have done to build themselves, and they just continuing they, to it's do built on the back it's continue continuing to be on the to back do. of These, just the countries that you're evil. talking about and saying oh we shouldn't do like <laughs> what these countries these superpower countries these economically more advanced or or larger countries are doing within the countries that they are talking down to is mm-hmm. so violent this is just like what is what what point are you even trying to make now about how eco-friendly every should everyone should be and how we should all have like sun panels on our solar panels on our roofs and windmills and all that kind of stuff when you, you guys are, are still actively killing yeah killing. chewing through the the biodiversity of other countries 100%. in order to protect Ooh, some, the fields of yours um, listen but the thing is everybody even when it comes to nuclear power i know we're going that way off for a little bit but everybody wants to have nuclear power but doesn't want anybody else to have it which is Everybody what I find so what, well, so weird. It's like, so England's got their own, America's got their own, but they're like, oh no, you can't have your own well, because you'll dest- destroy the earth with it. But so why do you have it? How about we all get rid of it then? If it's you know, if it's that terrible. I mean, that's the end of it, and they just don't want to. There's no real discussion to have apart from the the literal sentence that you just had. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else to say. It's one of the dumber things. So dumb. Oh, one of the things I wanted to ask you as a hmm. female woman, black woman, whatever, wife. Um, wife? No, I'm Megan not a Markle, wife. Not you. I know, but you just said wife. I'm just talking about it. Clear, yeah, so I know. I know. Megan. As we're saying to, and even that, people said they, they never, anyways, Megan Markle. Um, do you think she didn't do her due diligence in researching the family before she entered it? I don't want to say she's to blame. Clearly, she's not to blame. But do you think there's uh, some level of preparedness? I think of all the families that you could find out about before committing yourself to, this is the one with quite literally and probably more more than any other family in the history of the planet. This mm-hmm. is the family that you could have Googled and just been like, this is probably not good. You know? This is like, I don't know that I want to jump in here. And and just as you said. Lily said, this is the family you could have Googled. What? Like, but yeah. no, but. You didn't even need a background check. You didn't even need to do a deep dive. Just you could have just said, glance. Google. Because, and again, I am not blaming her. I'm not blaming. No, I'm, I'm not, not blaming, blaming anyone. Her, no. Um, because you can, you can, you know, you can be sideswiped by these things. Things go left and you can't control them. This isn't a blame thing. What I'm, I think I'm thinking is, A, mm-hmm. whatever research, oh, no, 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 from the very beginning, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think people have or place less of an emphasis or an importance on the families that they're marrying into now mm-hmm. than maybe they did in previous times. That is true. So even if you're marrying into something which is a family that is also an institution, I think mm-hmm. we're increasingly having this feeling of no, I'm marrying that person. Yeah, that's true. And less and that's true. And we're gonna true. have a relationship. So you're not so much doing yeah. the we're now combining our families. I think that's probably that is more true. of a thing. I think thing two is even if she looks into it, she's probably like, Oh, okay, so that's just what they're like. But the one that I have found is still cool. So he's a nice that's person. True. And I maybe, you know, I can stomach a few awkward dinners. <laughs> and, and then, I think what I... Sorry, my final <laughs> thing is dinners, just because not she's just like, I've been a celebrity before. This can't be that different. That's true. But, That's but as she, but she said, yeah, I think it, one of the things she said was at my old job, there was a union that would protect me. And I think possibly what took her by surprise was the lack of protection from the inside. Yeah. I think that's not what so everybody much the attack from the outside. Not everybody. I think that's what the biggest thing was. I don't think, I think Harry sold um, her a dream. And probably he was also dreaming the same dream. Hundred percent a dream. He was probably um, dreaming the I same think, dream of oh they're all. Yeah, they'll so love I think that was the I thing. Did. I think even basically like she'll see how amazing they'll see how amazing she is. Yeah. Um but I think what um I think what everyone got from it was less about less about like you said what people did but it was the response to and the lack of protection from yeah because i, I, I even thought... remember a couple of years ago when um what happened with kate and william i swear they sued was it a french newspaper they sued i don't care no i think it was they they took they i think they took them to court because yes, they she, took they pictures got a, of a the kids photo of her. oh oh was it was it the kid was it was it a topless photo? I think someone got a topless photo of somebody and somebody got sued. I think it was Kate. Yes. Yeah. But basically, you can see even before with everyone else, they've made an effort yeah, in 2017. Once again, there's a there's a, an active suspect in a paedophile ring who's just living his life like it's golden. MIA, so literally. They do protect their people. They, they just didn't want to protect her. Mm-hmm. I think that is a thing. And I think the reason why I bring it up is when even when I think about my own family, <laughs> you guys will hear at some point, um, just the backlash that Glenric got from my family. Like, obviously, we're, we're, we're not anybody famous or anything like that. But it was it was a lot just before we got married. So I'm thinking for her on that scale, for it to be a lot. Yeah to be dealing with yeah like before yeah to be dealing with just all the hate and all the noise and everything and then also on the inside Um, they're like yeah baby's gonna be too black for the family postcard that we sell literally and just like how how dark do you think he's gonna be like what do you think what color is is gonna be i think it's gonna be like a like a white or a light brown or a but yes um i am interested to see what happens next i know they have 
done their own branding now. I am. And just from a branding perspective, I'm super interested to see what they do with their... They're all rich people who will remain rich. I, don't I know. know they I will can... continue being rich. Yeah. But, you know, okay. I'm still interested to see. So, um, moving glad... on from that. I'm sorry to bring us back no, to it continue. just for a second. I think the only good thing that came out of it, if you can even say that, but the only plus was we did get a chance to have people on our mainstream television <laughs> and you know live beamed yes there's houses. loads of faces that's one of the things i loved seeing yeah, prominent black educated women on my tv Dr. Shola Moss, the lawyer um yeah who yes Piers Morgan and just I listen listen so she's like I don't care but, she's like I don't care um she's like oh what about the queen okay uh, yeah just ah! just that ah! was kind of the only positive ah! thing and ah! that's the only benefit that we I think we've gotten out of listen, it I don't I think it was it. an intentional like, benefit so I can't even pretend as if I hope more of this happens um I know, but oh, that's all. Oh, see, you got me started now. That's one of the things I loved about all the interviews that I saw with black women. Um, obviously, there was one uncle on there that clearly just came from work and they just wanted to shove him in front of the camera. We won't discuss him. Mm. But um, what I loved was the authenticity and the response of each of the black women. I think previously, a lot of the time, what we see in the media about black women or just from black women, is this tailored structure of us trying to be put in a box of what we feel like is acceptable? Yeah, there was somebody, I can't remember who it was. I'm trying to visualize it. I just remember the sound of it coming out of their mouth. And they said something, something, something. I have to, basically they're saying I have to speak my truth because I know nobody can beat me up. And she just said it on an interview. And I was like, yeah, I, I resonate with that. And I don't want to, yeah. Now, I just want to say out loud that anyone can beat me up. I can't fight. But I respect the energy. I don't want anyone to be like, <laughs> share location. I will Listen, not. listen. Oh, it's when um, Gina Yashir was just like, she said, look at all of us. She, she was like, look at us. I loved it. I love the sisterhood. I love seeing it. They were like, yes. They were like, look, she was like, oh, like, oh, I just. I love the way they were talking. Just the, oh, I loved everything about the interview. But that like, was the, that was the only good thing. And it's just frustrating to me that it took that interview or the release of that interview for, <laughs> for those women to get that platform. Because as soon as the kind of news cycle ends on that, we're going to go back to pretending mm-hmm. like it's not real. I know, I get you. But I just, I love the authenticity. That's one of the things I loved about this whole process is a lot of, um people got to be themselves yes and just represent yeah and i loved it because it's just i think people have this idea that we are it's not just them you know we even believe in ourselves that we have to be one way Mm -hmm. in order for us to be visually accepted especially on mainstream media we have to present ourselves in a specific way we have to speak a specific Mm -hmm. way we have to behave a specific way we have to articulate ourselves in a specific way even um there was somebody that pointed out the news readers mm-hmm. um about obviously you can tell i guess as i guess it's because we're black we kind of know the difference from a black voice and a white voice when we hear it or um yeah when we hear the voice but just being able to hear that we don't all have to sound exactly the same mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's 
there there is a what's the word I'm looking for there is beauty in our differences there's beauty in our the way we ex we explain ourselves and we articulate and we you know our movements and all of that it's just oh, it's just I just loved it I, I just love the black excellence I really do appreciate it but again it would just be nice if it didn't take a can you stop bringing the suffering and just let me be happy well no <laughs> You know, <laughs> we we saying suffering, yeah, suffering is a must. It's just yeah. I loved it. I was very excited. I was there screaming at my at my phone, going yes, yes, go phone. queen, yes, yes. I just I loved it. I loved it. I did love it. So yes, who is or who are what? Who are nope. Yeah, who are the ladies on your list? There's a word that I hate and I'm so glad you didn't say it. And I just want to say out loud that I hate the word. It's Shiro. Sh- what? Shiro. What's so that? people, like, instead of saying hero, because H-E, it's E. You say Shiro mm-hmm. to be like, she, hero. I hate that word. Oh. Um, yeah, it's trash. Sorry. Um, I thought it was a person. No, no, no. I'm glad you didn't say it. I just wanted to say that out loud. Um, I had a couple people. Dr. Shola is one of my people we've already mentioned. Um, She, as you mentioned, is a lawyer. Mm -hmm. But she's also an activist. And the word activist gets thrown around a lot. Um, A lot, a lot. And people are just like... They mistake it for activityist, which is just somebody who's churning out a lot of stuff. But um, she does a lot of work with um, women's rights, um, feminism, and work with female refugees. I mm-hmm. looked her up on her website, which is drshola, which is s h o l a dot com. Um, she has a lot of stuff it. about her work, and she's great on Twitter if you want to follow her. So she's my shiro. Hate that word. Um, <laughs> And you're still using it. I just find it funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, as you're saying, one of the more um, relatable people to me because of the energy that she brings. And she kind of just reminds me of women that I know. She reminds me of your mom. I think that's probably who she makes me think of the most. Actually, no, I think she makes me think of my auntie. Um well, I don't, I don't know your auntie, but when I saw her, just I think how she was dressed and how she was speaking, yeah, I was like, yeah, there's elements I of see the women in my family. I was gonna say, I'm but you, you chop me up. I just edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> but there's elements of women in my family in her um, that I just, I'm like, yay! She just feels easy to reach out. Representation is and key. Touch. Yeah, representation is important. <laughs> My next mm-hmm. one was Mewtwo. I don't know mm-hmm. a lot of history, but one of the people I was Mewtwo when I was researching this was a woman called, um, trying to find her first name, Jocelyn Barrow, who mm-hmm. was eventually Dame Jocelyn Barrow, um, who mm-hmm. was one of the key lobbyists who worked in an organized, she was a vice chair. And I'm reading from the um, University of Oriental and African Studies. But I'm reading from an article on their website called In the Shadows, the Black Women Behind the Civil Rights Movement in Britain. And she worked for an organization called Campaign Against Racial Discrimination, abbreviated to CARD. Um, And she was part of lobbying for 
the Race Relations Act of 1968, which made okay. it illegal to refuse housing, employment, or public services to persons on the ground of race, ethnicity, or national origin. Now, this is obviously something that we are still struggling with because even though we might not be denied on the grounds of the quality of um, definitely is a little bit um, skewy and not good on. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, that's a, a pivotal point in British history where we could at least say this is a, a law, this is an act that is on our side or something that we can at least take and be backed by. So, yeah, good to know her name. Jocelyn Barrow, vice chair later in her life, general secretary, vice chair, founding member of Campaign Against Racial Discrimination. Um, she was a lobbyist, which usually I hate lobbyists, but, <laughs> but in her you case, like she was good. And because lobbyists are typically just like people that companies hire to go and convince politicians to do what they want. But in this case, she was on the side of civil rights. So we will accept and love her. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what was surprising? Um, what? It was surprising to watch people learn about Mary Seacole. Did you learn much about Mary Seacole when you were in school? Um, no. Well, no, nothing in school. My parents. Interesting. So I went, I to... went to... I went to a black, um, a black school. When I say a black school, I don't mean a black... I did go to a black secondary school. But I actually went to a black... Oh, how do I describe it? Like a weekend a, school? Yeah. yeah. So on Sundays, we used to go and learn about black history and Caribbean history and all of that stuff. And African history. We, it lasted about a month. My parents were terrible at being consistent. But yeah. So, But my parents have always been, if you know my parents, they're very big on black history and black education and black this and black that and black, 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 black. Um, so a lot of the, um, knowledge that I have isn't when it comes to black history has nothing to do with school in itself. I remember when I was in (laughs) year eight, I had to do a history project and I chose the Atlantic slave trade. Um, my teacher was so surprised. She was like, what? Because it was black history month. She was like, oh, let's do a little project. You know, that's, I think that's the same year that movie came out where the white guy was a safe savior for all the slaves. Amazing Grace. Um, yep, yeah, that's it. Um, and where we watched, so we watched that movie and we watched another one with Kunta Kente. What's it called? Roots. Roots, that's it. Um, and so we were supposed to do like a whole like black history thing. We went to black, the museum in London. And why, so why were they um, surprised that you did the Atlantic slave trade? It feels like they were queuing you up to do so that. So because it was the, my version of the Atlantic slave trade was not um, that Britain, Britain a watered down slaves. version. So by that time I had already had gone to the Black History Museum in in Liverpool. They have one. It's really good. Um, because that is one of the ports mm-hmm. um, for when the slaves came to England. But so the pictures I had were literally like super visual with that the cattle nine tail and how they actually, I had pictures of how they used to pack the slaves, literally like sardines. My visuals were on point. And that is when, you know, when you had all the colors. No, I'm talking about, you know, when we, I, I, that's what I'm getting to. When I'm talking about, you know, when you had the colors, when you'd put it in the word maker, word art. Yeah. And you do your, yeah. 
these youngins won't know about that. But yeah, that's what I mean by my visuals are on point. Um, but my mum had a lot of graphics because she taught English in secondary school. So she did quite a lot of the poems um, from black poets and writers who described just their, you know, a lot of the stuff. So mm-hmm. I had quite a lot of um, information. But yeah, Mary Sucre was always... Uh, to be fair, I think I knew about her from Jamaica. From so somebody that... Because I grew up... Yes, I, grew, I was born in Jamaica. But someone that we talk about in Jamaica often because she was Jamaican. So it's like, yeah, she was... She's, she's the reason why everybody beard. <laughs> but it's funny you say that because... <laughs> Well, okay. So, but yeah, so so yeah, so it's, it's not. Yeah, was because I recently saw a wave of people find out about her, which surprised me. Because, okay, I went to a very ethnically diverse primary school, but then a. Did you? Yeah, and then a, oh no, you said primary school. Okay, because I was like, I was thinking primary school, school, and then a okay. predominantly black secondary school. So I had learned about. Mary Seacole actually from primary school they had brought her up as kind of a counter to not not necessarily in competition but simply as another person to talk about when you were talking about the Crimean War yeah and when people brought up Florence Nightingale they're kind of like yeah Florence Nightingale was kind of the poster girl at the time poster woman at the time but the person doing a lot of the work for a lot of less recognition was Mary Seacole and they did actually discuss it in my primary school at the time kind of the tension between the two of them which was a weird tension people were trying to justify it later and be like oh no she wasn't racist she just thought mary sickle was a prostitute and i was like okay cool why did she think yep. she was a prostitute it's like cause, was it because she I, was... I didn't actually know there was even any um first night and go hated her hated her so competition bad. no i didn't know there was any like so when i learned about them it was in isolation so i didn't realize that they even no mary sickle like... tried to join her in first night and was like no Never, not one of you. It's all right. Do you? And by the, the one of you, women. I really feel like she meant a black woman. But so many of these men are trying to be like, she just meant prostitute. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, why did she think that this woman was a prostitute? Is anybody going to hater, hater, chicken hater? Like, yeah, what, <laughs> what made her, what convinced her, guys? Let's get down to the root of it. Yes, but I it said was... chicken hater. Fight me. No one's gonna fight you because I know someone's um, gonna hear it. But yeah, it was it was fascinating to watch people find out about that in adulthood. There's also mm-hmm. horrible histories. Um, is a mixed bag of of resources, but they are kind of good even as an adult if you just want to learn about history. They're so funny. Um, so shout out horrible histories. I still watch them now because I just think they're funny and I like the songs. <laughs> <laughs> But they do occasionally throw in like some something about women specifically, obviously, um, and black people. If you want to, le- that's where I get all my history knowledge from. <laughs> um, uh, there's somebody I want to shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other people, there's two people I want to shout. Out, but I'm going to shout them out in the next episode. Um, but one person I actually wanted to mention, just because I, <sighs> I want to be her one day. Her name is Kubi Springer. Oh, you've been um, talking about Lily for so long. Oh my days, uh, Lily and I met her. We worked together a couple of years ago, and oh my gosh, I love her blackness. I love her 
everything, honestly. <laughs> um, so she does branding and marketing. Um, she's got this whole thing called the Boss Squad. Um, she worked with a lot of big brands. So she did a lot of their branding and marketing and stuff like that. Um, but from the moment I met her, what I loved was her just basically just how black she was. Is she's and not that she dead, was female? Right? No, sorry, sorry. Is right. oh my days, thank you, Jesus. Um, how black she is, and just how I think more and more what I love about getting older and like you said, globalization in the world is that is being able to see different women in their blackness. Mm-hmm. and that's not subjective to it looking like whiteness because i think growing up if i'm honest a lot of the blackness i saw a lot of the women that i saw that were black even the men that were black it was blackness subjected to what whiteness represented and what was accepted mm-hmm. um so it was nice for me to see somebody um and just continuously now to see people who are just black and love being black and express themselves being black and it's just i just i love it i I really and truly enjoy it um she is she helps a lot of big businesses small businesses she's got her own little boss squad what i love is even um one of the things that because i follow her on instagram um one of the things that she does is how she coaches her daughter um to be able to Uh, I guess just fulfill her dreams. And I think it's something as a parent that we all want our kids to be able to do is to get to a position where they can, they don't have to wait to go to university. They don't have to wait for anything to kind of fulfill the dream that they have. You have the resources as a parent right now, you have the skills, you have the connections to kind of help them fulfill whatever their dream is at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the things I love. Uh, So yeah, I am very very happy what i also love about her is the is a lot of big brands use her as um basically as a representative for women in terms of what brands are looking for what what brands that are traditionally male um how to kind of pivot to their female audience and what that looks like um so yeah what i love is seeing women that are not just there because they're black but because they're the best and they happen to be black good for so, yeah. Susie and I hope you get to meet her again just as listen one day we will sit down and laugh together as so fascinated to me you've hated it <laughs> I don't hate it I just I'm just like ah cool <laughs> good this 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 is definitely healthy um, I was just like oh my god ah! literally yeah. that's how I was um but is there anyone else you want to talk about? I I have a like a list of people. I think we're probably going to need to talk about this um, mm-hmm. again next week in terms of women that we 100%. are. But one woman that I have been super influenced by in terms of how I am mm-hmm. thinking and seeing the world, especially in the last year, is mm-hmm. um, the academic and activist Angela Davis. So what happened was <laughs> last year um, people were doing like a lot of posting resources. I'm not a massive reader um, of like non-fiction. Um, I like to watch speeches and documentaries and that kind of thing. So like heavy dense text 
I've not been able to focus on since I left university. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody released, not released, linked um, a drive folder, like a Google Drive folder of mm-hmm. work by black activists, um, people who were in, involved in civil rights, in socialism and mm-hmm. communism. Um, and they also made a playlist of speeches and talks um, mm-hmm. by Angela Davis. And I listened to it so much that on my dating apps, when I linked my Spotify to the mm-hmm. dating apps to be like, who is your top artist? So, you know, it's Angela Davis. <laughs> And the first oh, time it gosh. happened, I was like, is this a shame moment? But then now I've put socialist as like one of the first words on most of my dating profiles now, just so people mm-hmm. are aware. Um, and yes, if, if, if you're looking for a, a, one of, you know, the most prominent and, and she's been working for such a long time. She's wonderful literally i'm looking at her biography now and i'm like yeah but but especially if you're looking to understand in the last year um the the abolitionist movement in terms of policing and prisons has Mm -hmm. the conversation around it has probably been mainstreamed a lot more she's a great person to listen to if you are like me Mm -hmm. and you're not like i'm going to read (laughs) all of these dense <laughs> books about political theory she's she's such a great speaker mm-hmm. um she's such a great That's speaker Monday, that yeah. i had her on shuffle by accident one of In her speeches on shuffle no i was listening Wait. to like oh i was gonna say a, a playlist of her no so it was like, like... segments of her speeches <laughs> She was, she was such a good speaker that I had her on shuffle and I was still really engaged with what she was saying even though it was out of order so my brain was just trying to be like, whatever she's saying, just hold on to it because she's going to start making sense. She just is such a charismatic and engaging speaker. You want to listen to Some her. Some people really have that talent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would definitely say if you are looking to better understand what people mean when they say abolish the police. And I want to say and not, not reform. She's, she's got a book called Is, is Prison Absolute? Yes. Um, abolish the police, abolish prisons. Um, she is a great person. I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. You, you know, keep your politics however you want to keep them. But I'm just saying she's like a really engaging person to listen to. I think she's a really impactful voice. Um, So on that note and all that black excellence, um, we will be going. We want to thank you for listening to Have I Not Suffered Enough? Um, Please, you can... uh, Please find us on where can they find us? Sufferpod at Sufferpod on Instagram uh-huh. and Snapchat and Twitter. We never use Snapchat, Everywhere. but we're happy to, to add you as a friend. And wherever podcasts are found, yes, that's a, that's 100%. reasonable. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so remember, life is strife and. Bye. Bye.